Hello, hello, listeners to the Third Way podcast. Um, I uh, I'm fascinated by people that are able to essentially see a need in the marketplace and have it match a passion and turn it into something. Um, so uh, uh, today I'm joined by uh, my friend Ashley Connell, and Ashley is the CEO and founder of a very cool named company, the Pro uh, Prowess Project. And Pro Prowess Project um, is a online business management company, both that recruits people to be OBMs and also provides OBMs to business manager or to business owners. And I think that what um, she's doing is very important in that the mission behind Project Prowess is to, um, I love this term, upskill um, people that maybe have been caretakers or making a career pivot and giving them a place where they can um, use their skills and monetize their skills that is um, flexible with their lives that they have. And so welcome. I'd love to hear more, Ashley, about your business, about how did you come up with this idea? And then we'll get into the passion stuff. Perfect. Perfect, Justin. So first, Thank you so much for having me. I've been very excited about this conversation. Um, but about Prowess Project, how this all came to be, I had been in tech for 15 years. I looked up at all of the leaders and they were all men. And I was like, well, I, what about me? <laughs> Could I ever become a leader? Um, and so I would go to the one token female in the room who got as high as she could and asked her like, hey, like, why aren't there more people who look like me and you at that level? And she said over and over again, like, hey, I had to choose between having a family and having a career. And I chose career. And I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome for you. Awesome, awesome. And I took all of that back home and was like, man, I don't want to choose. That sounds mm -hmm. pretty shitty. Like, like yeah. I, I don't want to have to do that. And right. so um, being that angry, I took to uh, Google, found the horrific Harvard Business Review statistic that 43% of women leave the workforce to raise children. And when they're out for three years, they lose a total of 37% of their comp forever. Cannot get it back. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So um, from there, I was like, okay, I'm going to create a platform where all of these women can go. They can upskill and get matched to jobs. I talked to hundreds of them and they all told me, well, Ashley, I have this kind of patchwork quilt-like background. I have some tech, I have some ops, I have some sales. Like, how do I make this into right. a career? And that's when I was like, wow, I'm, I'm a visionary. I'm the person who wants to go out and make stuff happen, but I need someone to run the business. And that's exactly what these women are saying they want to do. So rest is history. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, well, it affirms what I said. And also, you know, the topic today is, is passion and productivity, um, which can often be in conflict with each other. And so the focus more is, um, you know, folks that are, you know, that uh, really it's both sides of the equation of right. place, you know, finding OBMs and placing OBMs. But I'm, I think, you know, you have such a, uh, espresso like personality. You're, you're so energetic and you definitely you believe so much in what you're doing. And I think there's something to learn from there, but also then just like in general, harmonizing passion and productivity. Um, I'm reading a, a book uh, by Mason Cleary. That's um, a, the work habits of, I think like 
120 artists over time, like how they Ooh. put their lives in order and how they, some people, you know, how they write and, you know, and it's funny, it's all over the map related to like, uh, whenever they feel like it and under the influence of whatever they are under the yeah. influence of to like rigid discipline, you know, like Stephen King is an example of that a rigid discipline. And uh, so anyway, that's, that's kind of getting to know you and then reading that book kind of prompted this topic. Um, so this, the first question around passion and productivity is what is the relationship between those? How would you describe the, the, the yin and yang or the push pull of passion and productivity? So that's so interesting that you say that. And I'm even more excited about this conversation. I don't think you can have productivity without passion. I don't think that mm. you, you can. And I, and especially as an entrepreneur, I find it almost impossible to work on something so hard as an entrepreneur to get told no so many times to keep standing up and keep going without your why or your passion being in alignment with whatever you're doing and therefore will keep you productive. Mm, we talk yeah. all the time at Prowess how there's lots of different minds, but in this example, two different minds. Like I was saying before, the, the visionary, the person with the big ideas, the dreamer, the relationship person, and the integrator, aka our online business managers, the people who mm -hmm. love to take big problems, break them down and make shit happen. And so, yeah, yeah. but what's fascinating is the integrators can't imagine having the brain and the passion that the visionaries have and vice versa. And so it, it makes it all work. Yeah. That's interesting because I've struggled as someone with ADHD, you know, to harmonize those two things. Um, it's interesting because I end up doing a lot of, because I, I find busy work some, sometimes to be a kind of a soothing device, like, yeah. you know, the little small things. Yeah. Um, and I had a, we had back when I was co-owner, co-founder of Root and River, we had an amazing chief of staff who really was a, not, was, was it a kind of our OBM cat wise. Yeah. And she, she was, it was like the first time I realized like, oh, taking stuff off of my plate actually frees me up to be more, you know, pro productive in different ways in organizing yes. it more around my skills. And I think it's interesting because uh, Charlie Gilkey writes about this um, in his book, which I can't remember the name of it. Um, it's I think start happening or something like that, but you can look up Charlie Gilkey and he, he basically ap applies like project management thinking to creative work. And it was like the first time I think I realized it was like, oh, there's an order to this. And so you end up with like, it's a systemic issue. It's not enough. Passion is not enough. Long passion is important in particular, but it's not enough. You need structure. And to me, that's systems and people to run that system. And of course, there needs to be a, you know, there's some, there's some level of economic access here. Not everyone sure, sure. can have someone take care of the stuff they don't want to do or yes. they're not good at. But, you know, if you're an entrepreneur and you find yourself like, especially if you're creative is your primary thing. Sure. Like I, I long, I yearn for the day when massive have to hire a project prowess OBM yep. uh, because I know now what the benefit of that is related to unlocking of more passion and more, 
more um, structure to my life. Now, I have learned that one of my main initiatives for this year was to learn to regulate my ADHD, to regulate dopamine. Mm -hmm. And um, and now I have a little bit more of a, I'm a lot more disciplined than I used to be about certain things, but I don't, I, it's always feels a little bit like I hadn't thought about what you said, the passion and productivity, you kind of need them both. Um, because I think the productivity is, it's almost, it's almost the yin and yang, the masculine, the feminine and the masculine is, you know, the feminine is creative chaos, mm -hmm. the masculine mm -hmm. is order, is order and structure. And, and I think, I think, um, understanding that you need both. I hadn't really even thought about that until you said it, that you need both. It's not that they're, what is the relationship that it's that there has to be a relationship between those two things. Exactly. And I also think that we need to dive into what is our definition of productivity in this conversation, because okay. your like your definition to productivity could be, well, it's all based on your end goal. Cause you, we're not product pro, uh, productive just because, or that's running in circles, right? right? So right, what is right, your right. end goal? How are you going to get there? What skills and strengths and gifts do you have that are going to enable you to get there? Then that's truly how you are being productive and you are handing the rest off to someone who loves those things that you don't in order to reach right. that, that end goal. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that structure and discipline and productivity are the same by any means. Yeah. But I'm saying in order to be productive, you need structure of some sort. It's not just going to magically sure. come out of Oh, you. no, no, no. You have to, yeah. And so you're right. You can have the best systems in the world, but if you don't do shit and you don't delegate Bingo. shit, nothing, nothing gets done. And yeah. And if you I, don't care about and it. I, and yeah. <laughs> and I think you go too far the other way, which is you're so process oriented, you're focused on productivity. This is like the 10X bros that are out there, yeah. you know, like they're all growth hackers and I can't stand them. Can't because either. <laughs> There's a whole other aspect to this about joy. Um, yes. And, you know, this is why I'm a fan, even though he's sort of manic in his communication style, Gary Vee, because he <laughs> seems to understand this balance of passion and productivity in, in, in the process. Or Mark Cuban is another one that talks about this. He talks about passion and process, but similar. So similar. Yeah. Well, so as we as we as we lean into this a little bit more. If we look at passion as energy um, and mm -hmm. productivity as a discipline or a skill, how do you then harmonize those things? Or what are some things like people say, well, I don't know what my passion is, or I don't know how to harness my passion, or they go the other way, which is, oh, I'm so undisciplined, or I, I don't know how to, you know, like I, I, I'm a procrastinator. And, you know, they, they use a lot of these self-labelings to describe themselves and I'm curious about, from your perspective of all the your your, your knowledge base, mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. you harmonize those two—the energy and the discipline, or the energy and the skill. Absolutely. So, on both sides of the aisle, right, for the visionaries and the integrators, or the CEOs, or entrepreneurs, and the online business managers, we ask them what their passion is, and we go through this exercise where we define passion is where your, your innate talent meets your, um, oh, wow, where your innate <laughs> talent, oh, your given abilities. And so what okay. that, 
Yeah, what that means is that this is something that you could do all day, every day, and time seems to just fly. Like you lose track, you're, you you even forget to eat. All of those things, right. that is why passion is, is so important. And that's how you figure that out. So start by creating a list. And a lot of the times what I say is start your list and then start a list of the things you hate doing. Right. What are the things that drain that passion yeah. that you, you're looking at the clock being like, okay, when can I have another sack? You know, and you'll start yes. coming up with that list. And then yes. I, I feel like your options there in order to get to the productivity is finding that partner, finding that team. And I don't necessarily even mean paid. It could right. be, you know, it could just be someone else who are like, oh, my passions are your things that you can't stand. Right. And again, together teamwork, you get to where you're productive. But also to your point, you either need to turn off a part of your creative, creative passion brain and really think about, okay, how am I going to get from point A to point B? Or again, team up with someone who is going to figure out from point A to point B for you. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I love what you said about a list because that's a good starting point. And I actually have, and I sometimes talk about this, is there's kind of two lists in general, and you're kind of doing life planning or business planning, which is you have your bucket list and you have your fuck it list. <laughs> you know, and, yep. and the bucket list is what it sounds like is what do you want to accomplish? What's big? What do you want to experience? And and if you're an entrepreneur, you know, the 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 there is not much separation between life and business. You know, um, there's 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 you shift into different roles, but you know, it's not like you leave work at work and home at home. That just doesn't happen if you're an entrepreneur. And so looking at life holistically, all of it, that's the other big thing is it's not, it's not just business. It's like, look at your whole life and put the bucket list stuff in there of what you want to accomplish, what you want to feel that goes in the bucket list. Yeah. Um, you know, measurable goals that goes in there. Think play, experiences, the kind of clients you want to work with, put that all in there. And then you have your bucket list, but it's for your whole life. What do you not want to do? Um, and, 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 and then, then the other question that I ask myself and I, and I sometimes mention this and when I'm mentoring somebody is on the fuck it list, what are you holding on to just because like, it's like a little security thing. It's kind of like its yeah. own sort of like, uh, like, like the, the book existential kink, there's some sort of like pleasure yeah. <laughs> you're holding on to this thing that's clearly on the fuck it list, but you're doing it anyway. Um, why are you doing it? What do you, what, what benefit are you getting out of that? Because then you start to see some of your shadow sides and yes. many of us that are entrepreneurs, we get into being entrepreneurs because we're trying to control our conditions. That's yes. why exponentially there are more trauma survivors that become entrepreneurs, including artists than become, uh, business, you know, leaders like, you know, middle management. Sure. And so what you'll start to find out is, is you, you're holding on to patterns coping mechanisms and to, and and you're using what you're calling productivity is really soothes like I said earlier self-soothing busy work um or it's something related to people say well I don't they, they, you know I don't I can't let go of that well that's because you're deriving some benefit from it at a psychological level and that's I think I think it's fascinating to look at this as like if you could design your life where you're doing the passion things that you love, there's things in the pro, uh, in the productivity section that you want to do yourself, um, 
and the rest of it you delegate or you know it's that old model um i heard years you know 30 years ago in my one of my first corporate jobs which is do dump or delegate you yes know, that's a, a a model that people can use for that um anyway so i think that's fascinating just that process that thinking as you said well yeah and it's all about looking at that bucket list and prioritizing right prioritizing right. a what how much do you hate this thing but also b how much value does it bring to whatever it is you're trying to be productive about and so trying to be analytical about it, I know that's hard, but I think that is super, super important. Again, if you're going to move the needle. Yes. Yes. Well, that leads us into the last question, which is really a two-parter. Um, so and we'll both answer this, but what is your best tip for finding your passion? And then we'll come back. You answer that. I'll answer it. Then we'll come back and answer part two of that. So what's your current best tip for finding your passion? Because that's such a huge portion of your business. The more people that find their passion, the more they're going to need you. And so that's why yep. I wanted to ask you that. It's like if somebody's somebody's kind of lost their way or they're in a job they don't like, and you know, there's a lot of, especially with the millennials, this sort of like, what, why am I doing this? Yeah. What, what's your best tip for finding your passion? So we do an exercise called dream casting. And we do this live with all, there's usually 50 to hundred women on the, on the call together. And I give them permission to dream their greatest life that they are loving every minute of their day. And, and I ask them to start sharing what some of that is. And what's beautiful about doing this collective as a group is they start feeding on each other. And then I, mm -hmm. I um, encourage them to go further, making it grander, more like bigger, like how far can you go? And you can just see this relief on their face. And then I start asking them, what do you see? What are your smell? What does your work look like? What does it not look like? All of these different things. And they just start writing it all down mm. on and just journaling about what this dream cast is or what it's mm. not. And then from there, we take a moment and start analyzing what it is and what their dream really looks like. We talk a lot about Google Maps and that is the map that, or that is the trigger that we use to come back to your Dreamcast. Because when you go into a Google Map, you have to put in where your destination is, right? Right, yeah. And then it, it gives you all of the different routes in order to get there. So that's how we really start thinking about our dream and our passion is the tool to get to our dream. Because if our, you have to love what you're doing in order to be in that dream state, which equals your passion. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, my tip for finding your passion is, is it, it's, it's self-inquiry. Um, and yeah. what I mean by that is, um, carving out the space mm -hmm. solo is highly recommended to do a personal retreat. And mm -hmm. if anyone listening to this is interested in a personal retreat agenda, I have a couple, um, I've done a personal retreat every year for nine years. Um, and it's not so much about find my passion. Sometimes, sometimes it's to remind me of my passion, uh, yeah. cause it can get lost in the weeds. But, um, if you do some self-inquiry is, is the, is, and it begins with like, what am I here to do? And one of the questions I like to ask is uh, self-inquiry questions that I pr prompt people with is, what would I regret not doing before I pass, before I die? 
already a regret not doing. So um, the second thing is, is more related to trauma is it is hard to have passion and have un, unintegrated, undealt with, unspoken of trauma. Um, because passion is a sacral thing from an energetic standpoint and mm-hmm. trauma suppresses the sacral. Um, it, 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 it leads to uh, what my partner Virginia calls self-colonization, where you become your own oppressor, essentially, because you think mm-hmm. you're shit because of the mm-hmm. trauma. And I think this plays out way more with people. So when I hear someone say, I don't have, I don't know what my passion is. I, you know, if I don't know them, I don't say this because it's very sure. personal, but if I do know them, or maybe there's a gentle way to say it, it's like, well, where's your unintegrated trauma? And inevitably, and I have tattooed on my arm, the same, the saying here, which is the mission is in the suffering. And inevitably what you'll find is the thing that hurt you is mm-hmm. going to contain within it, the gift of what you're here to do. I was just about to ask you, how does it relate from like your, your suffering or the trauma fueling the passion? And that's, I think what you just you were just describing. Yeah. And I don't think this is, I'm not a psychotherapist, but right. uh, I will say this, that I don't believe that what you feel is passion when you have unintegrated trauma. I think what you have is you're running from or to something. Um, And you see this with, you know, the angsty artist or the, or the workaholic business owner, or Mm -hmm. you're just, you're just trying to, you're just using it as a coping mechanism, essentially. It's really passion. It's fuel, but it's not passion. Because passion comes from the soul and it comes, it's sacral. It's like when you feel attracted to someone, like sexually sure. or physically attracted to someone, there's, it's not like you have to gin it up. You have to fake right. it. <laughs> yeah. you, you have it. Um, so um, anyway, um, so yeah, so that's my, that would be my hack or I tip for that particular thing. Um, so um that goes to the second part of this question is so what's a productivity hack you've recently learned something you've implemented or you saw someone else implement and you, and you're doing this now. I don't know if this is what you were, you had in mind and you're going to be like, Oh, here goes. I don't have anything in mind. It's an (laughs) open-ended question. (laughs) Okay. I have, um, actively avoided meditation for years mm. years i couldn't do it i i just i would get bored i'd get antsy all of those things yes. and i finally finally sat like have this time where i rock my daughter to sleep each night and it's my time just to be quiet and to be and to visualize and to slow down that probably sounds insane, but that is no, my biggest productivity hack. Yeah, I love that so much because <laughs> because you know there's that you that your answer to the productivity is meditation because I hear this all the time. <laughs> I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time for that woo woo bullshit. Okay, yeah, you keep doing you keep doing what you're doing. That's fine by me, man. <laughs> um, but it, it comes to, it comes to it comes into mind two things is you have to slow down to speed up. If you want velocity of productivity, you have to stop and be still, even if you do it for five minutes a day and doesn't have to be guided or anything like that. It's just like, be with your thoughts, 
get in the, and what you do, and this is productivity is about choosing resources. It's resource allocation. Mm, great point. If you're in constant react mode, you're not choosing shit. You're just reacting. No. That's not productivity. Exactly. And so meditation puts you back into the choosing seat and the witnessing seat. And it puts you back in touch with intuition, which is its own kind of data. Um, so I love that. It also reminds me of the, I think it's um, the Dalai Lama quote. I think it's Dalai Lama, which is maybe it was Buddha, but it um, everyone should spend um, 30 minutes a day in nature, unless you're busy. And then you should spend an hour. You know, oh, that's a product. That. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. And what was interesting, and I wish I would have known this earlier in my quote unquote meditation, what I am focusing on is a feeling. I'm not mm -hmm. focusing on slowing down. I'm not focusing on clouds or counting or whatever thoughts. I'm not even thinking. I, I deeply feel a happy feeling. And mm. that's my meditation. And it slows me down, keeps me centered. Yeah. Yeah. There is a, there is something that's Tonglen, the Tonglen meditation. That's what it's called. And it's breathe in, breathe in sorrow and suffering and breathe out compassion. There we and go. you use, and you usually think about a yep. person or the, you yep. know, that, that maybe is going through pain or, or something. And, you know, anything that gets you centered in your heart is going to make you more productive because it just clears the, it clears the, the noise. Um, yes. My, my recent productivity hack is a little different kind of time blocking. Um, mm -hmm. And so with this is mostly related to cre creative, like creative output. So I have two kinds of creative output. I have this podcast, I have my essays, poems that I write, you know, that side of things. And then I have creative output for, you know, client deliverables. Um, you know, sure. they, 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 you know, there's output that's required when someone hires me to, to help them with something. And um, and so what I've learned to do is, um, especially with creative output, is is I don't try to do it all at once. And so, for example, with essay writing now, on usually on Sundays, um, and and Virginia and I do solo time on pretty much every Saturday and Sunday morning. We go, I, she stays at the house, I go out for two or three hours, and we just are by ourselves. And I use that time on Sunday to kind of map out what's interesting to me. And what I've done is I've separated what's interesting from what I'm actually going to write about. And I play with it and I have a, a journal and I just start to write down key points. I draw lots of arrows and diagrams. It looks like, you know, probably the yeah. psychotic babblings of a madman, but that's, it's helping <laughs> me be like, Oh, I have, this one's interesting to me. And sometimes then I slot it. So I wrote the most recent essay last week was on power dynamics. I wrote the outline of that at one of those Sunday solo days, like three weeks ago but I didn't feel like it was the right time to put it out yet. And sure. then I get into the productivity side, which is, all right, here's a block of time. I'm going to sit and write my essay. And what I also will do, and a lot of people say not to do this. There's this whole like eat the, eat the frog model, which is you do the hard thing first. I don't, it doesn't work for me. And I think maybe it's because of ADHD, but I just get rid of the little noisy things. There's a text message I haven't replied to. You know, if I'm in the middle of writing and I feel like checking social media, I check social media. Then I get back to writing and I just, but within the container of that block of time, usually an hour then I produce and I, I, I produce the, you know, that's the productivity aspect of it. Um, and then I loop back around to the passion. So I read it a couple of days later and after it's posted, because at this point it's too late. Right. I'll be like, and if I don't go, 
oh, that's really damn good. Good job, Justin. <laughs> if I don't do that, I feel like that pro that process of moving from passion to productivity didn't work. Thankfully, I don't feel that way often. Um, you know, sometimes I feel like I would have written it differently in a different state of mind, but you know, you're, you're riding on a river, it changes yeah. every day. So, um, I don't, I don't have a lot of work productivity hacks. I know lots of people that have various things and I'd be curious to listeners to put in the comments, like, what do you do? That's a productivity hack. Um, but I have, I have lots of creativity hacks because they're directly related to regulating dopamine. Um, a, another one I'll throw out is I I'm on day 15 of no bread or processed sugar well done years for productivity wonders because i'm not chasing the dopamine hit of you know like mm. i said i've never done heroin but i've done bread you know <laughs> so and <laughs> so i don't bread. i don't do that i don't that and that's a that's an investment in my machine of productivity sure. and creativity um to do that so anyway well, I'll link to um, um, the Prost Project in the show notes. Um, if I'm curious, just as kind of a final plug for you is, if someone is interested in becoming an OBM, mm -hmm. what's the be best way for they, them to reach out to you? Sure, to, to, yeah. Head, head over to prowessproject.com. We also have a live show that we do each week on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central that Justin, you have been a favorited guest of. That's um, makes me happy to hear. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, no joke, get a message at least once a week asking when your second show is going to be. So we need to. Whenever you want me on. Yeah. Yeah. Figure that out. <laughs> but yes, yes, at Prowess Project everywhere. Okay, great. That's awesome. Thank you so much. As always, you bring such great passion and energy to things. And um, I, uh, you know, we're recording this at four forty four four o'clock in the afternoon on a Monday. And I just feel I, I skipped my yerba mate because I knew I was going to be talking to you. So <laughs> <laughs> what a compliment. <laughs> yes. What a compliment. <laughs> anyway, so good to thank you, you so, thank you so much for, for being on. Me. Yes. Have a good one.